You may be seated. Pueden sentarse. Again, I want to welcome all of you, and I especially want to extend a welcome to our online worshipers, and uh, thank you for being here as well through the medium of technology, and uh, invite you to be with us in person when you are able as well. Quiero dar una bienvenida a los que estén mirando en línea. I also want to give you a heads up on something that's coming up in the next few weeks. We have some important opportunities to come together. And on Sunday, the 19th of November, we will be again having our annual dessert auction. This will be in conjunction with our annual congregational meeting. This is something that our youth have put on now for many years, and they are good at it. They're good at baking, they're good at uh, auctioning off, and they're good at making it a fun time. So we want you to know you can participate in a couple of ways. Pueden participar en este, esta subasta de postre que viene el 19 de noviembre. You can participate by coming hungry and coming with some financial help for our youth ministries. That's used for different activities that they do. And you can also bake. You can also bring a contribution. So if you want more information on that, you can speak with Pastor Greg Peterson uh, or any of our youth that you may know. Uh, pueden hablar con el Pastor Greg Peterson o con los jóvenes acerca de cómo contribuir uh, horneando cosas o también comprando las, los postres. We want to again uh, remember uh, that we just made some promises to instruct our children in the Word of God. And we are active about that every Sunday through our children in worship ministry. So I want to send out all of the children for children in worship time. Ya es la hora para que los niños van a niños en adoración. That's children three years old up to fifth grade. Children uh, under three. We have an infant and toddler nursery also available. I love the sound of those boys and girls excited about learning God's Word. Bless you guys. El Señor les bendiga a todos los niños. And the rest of us, we're going to be opening up our Bibles. We have Bibles in the back. Hay Biblias detrás. And it's hard to believe we are today at the conclusion of this series on the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes. As Jonathan noted, estamos concluyendo esta serie sobre Ecclesiastes. Our focus today is on the second half of chapter 11 and then all of chapter 12. Nos enfocamos en la segunda parte, capítulo 11, todo lo que es capítulo 12. And to get us started off, I'd like to read from chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. Vamos a leer 12, del 12, capítulo 12, 1 al 5. And so if you can get there, uh, it's kind of in the middle of the Bible, more or less. There's a page number on the screen that is connected to the Bibles in the back. En la pantalla ven una, una página que se conecta con las Biblias atrás. I'd like to read this scripture first. In English, then we'll go ahead and read it in Spanish. You can also follow along on the screen. Vamos a leer primero en inglés, después en español. Let's really listen and take in as much as we can what God's word is, is saying to us here. Vamos a absorber lo que dice la palabra de Dios. This is what it says. Remember your creator in the days of your youth. Before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark and the clouds return after the rain. When the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men stoop. When the grinders cease because they are few and those looking through the windows grow dim. When the doors to the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades. When people rise up at the sound of birds but all their songs 
grow faint. When people are afraid of heights and of dangers in the streets. When the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags itself along and desire is no longer stirred. Then people go to their eternal home and mourners go about the streets. Acuérdate de tu Creador en los días de tu juventud. Antes que lleguen los días malos y vengan los años en que digas, no encuentro en ellos placer alguno. Antes que dejen de brillar el sol y la luz, la luna y las estrellas y vuelvan las nubes después de la lluvia. Un día temblarán los guardianes de la casa y se encorvarán los hombres de batalla. Se detendrán las molenderas por ser tan pocas y se apagarán los que miran a través de las ventanas. Se irán cerrando las puertas de la calle, irá disminuyendo el ruido del molino. Las aves elevarán su canto, pero apagados se oirán sus trinos. Sobrevendrá el temor por las alturas y por los peligros del camino. Florecerá el almendro, la langosta resultará onerosa. Y no servirá de nada la alcaparra, pues el hombre se encamina al hogar eterno y rondan ya en la calle los que lloran su muerte. So it was a few weeks ago, I was at 35,000 feet. I was uh, flying back to California after being in the Midwest for a time. Estuve regresando en un vuelo a California hace poco. And I started listening to an audio book. Uh, this was an audio book that was uh, part of the, you know, the in-flight entertainment package uh, provided by the airlines. Escuché un libro en audio como parte del paquete de entretenimiento de la aerolínea. And I started listening to this audio book because the title just fascinated me. It just caught my attention. El título me llamó la atención. Get this title. The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. Okay? El arte suave de la limpieza sueca de la muerte. The gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. The author's name is Margarita Magnusson, and as the title suggests, this book is all about how you can, you know, reduce and organize and put into order all of your possessions so that when you die, your children don't have to go through that. Okay, es como ordenar tus cosas para que sus hijos no tengan que hacerlo cuando mueras. It's called dodstadning in, in Swedish. And uh, yeah, it sounds a little bit morbid, right? Esta, este concepto de la limpieza de la muerte parece algo lúgubre. But the author says it's actually very, very practical. Muy práctico, dice la autora. This is what she says in her book. She says, you know, we usually talk about cleaning up after ourselves. Hablamos de limpiar detrás de nosotros. But death cleaning, dodstadning, is about cleaning up before ourselves. Okay, it's cleaning up before we die. La limpieza de la muerte es limpiar enfrente o antes de nosotros mismos, antes de morir. And so through this book, uh, I listened to about half of it, she gives all of these practical suggestions uh, for how you can do that. For example, you can look at all your stuff and you can categorize your stuff uh, uh, this way, like things to keep, things to donate, things to throw away. Puedes ordenar según lo que quieres guardar, tirar y donar. Very practical. In fact, she says, you don't have to wait to do death cleaning until you're old. 
You can do death cleaning at any time. En cualquier momento puedes hacer la limpieza de la, de la muerte. You can do it, for example, anytime there's a big change in your life, like moving. Okay, so maybe I'm going to have to start working on some death cleaning. I don't know. Antes de un traslado, hay que trabajar en eso. Or uh, say when a child, an adult child grows up and leaves the house, that's a great time to do death cleaning. Cuando se te va un hijo de la casa. Anytime you can do that. It's very practical, but it's also more than that. She says death cleaning is not just something physical. It's something emotional that you need to deal with. Se trata algo emocional. Uh, it's about coming to grips with reality. You're going to die. Se trata de enfrentar la realidad. Listen to what she says. She says, you know, some people can't wrap their heads around death and they leave a mess behind them. Did they think they were immortal? Algunas personas no enfrentan la muerte y dejan un tiradero detrás. Pensaban que eran inmortales. Well, this idea of death cleaning is something that strikes me as very similar to the message that we find here at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. Es muy parecido al mensaje aquí al fin de Ecclesiastes. In a way, what, what Ecclesiastes is talking about is, is putting things in order, getting things right, not putting our stuff in order, but, but what Ecclesiastes is talking about here at the end of chapter 11 and 12 is, is about putting in order our relationship with God. Getting ourselves in order spiritually. Se trata aquí no de ordenar las cosas, sino de ordenar nuestra relación con Dios. If you look at the end of chapter 11, from verse 7 on, basically uh, what Ecclesiastes seems to be saying here is, hey, make the most of your younger years while you can. Parece decir al fin de 11, aprovechate de la juventud. Look at uh, chapter 11, verse 9. You who are young... Be happy while you are young and let your heart give you joy all the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see. Alégrate, joven, en tu juventud. Déjate que tu corazón disfrute de la adolescencia. Have fun. Live it up. Have a good time while you can. Aprovechate, diviértete mientras puedas en tu juventud. But, look at the end of verse 9, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. Toma en cuenta que Dios te juzgará por todo esto. So is this really saying live it up? It's really not saying live it up. Here's what it's saying. Before you waste your youth, before you waste your younger years in meaningless, trivial pursuits, you better remember that you are accountable to God. Antes de malgastar tu juventud, recuerden que tienen que rendir cuentas a Dios. The key word there is remember. Remember that you're accountable. Remember judgment day is coming. Recuerden, viene el día del juicio. Look at chapter 11, verse 8. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all, but let them remember the days of darkness, for there will be many. Everything to come is meaningless. Si el hombre vive muchos años y todos ellos los disfrutan, debe recordar que los días tenebrosos serán muchos y que lo venidero será un absurdo. What is it saying? It's saying here that the, the days of darkness is not just death. It's talking about the days approaching death. In other words, old age. 
Remember those days are ahead of you. Es recordar no solo la muerte, sino que uh, la vejez. And so what is it saying? It's saying, remember this. No matter how young and healthy and vibrant and good you may feel right now, guess what? Old age and death are coming for you. No importa lo joven que te sientes ahora, viene la vejez y viene la muerte. And then that brings us to chapter 12, verse 1, capítulo 12, 1. Remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Acuérdate de tu creador en los días de tu juventud antes que lleguen los días malos y vengan los años en que digas, no encuentro en ellos placer alguno. Again, the key word here is remember, remember your creator. Acuérdate de tu Creador. Remember God. Acuérdate de Dios. When? When are you supposed to remember God? Before. Beforehand. Antes. Before the days of double come. Before the days come where you don't have any pleasure. Antes que vengan los días, días malos. And, and so what follows from this, if you look at chapter 12 verses 2 through 5, what you have here is a description of the days of trouble, the days of darkness. You have a description of what it's like to get old. In case you want to know, here's, it's going to tell you. Aquí hay una descripción de lo que es uh, ser viejo y envejecerse. What is it like to get old? It's saying, remember God before you lose your eyesight. Recuerda a Dios antes de perder la vista. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark. Antes que dejen de brillar el sol y la luz, la luna y las estrellas. Because it's coming. It's already here for some of us. Not only that, what else happens when you get old? Well, you start to get the shakes a little bit. You know, you start to tremble. Empiezas a temblar. The keepers of the house tremble. Un día temblarán los guardianes de la casa. What is that referring to? What might be referring to the lips. The keepers of the house start to tremble just a little bit when you're older, right? And your posture starts to fail. Se te falla la postura. The strong men stoop. Se encorvarán los hombres de batalla. And your teeth fall out. Pierdes los dientes. The grinders cease because they are few. Se detendrán las molenderas por ser tan pocas. Did I mention that your eyesight fails? Mencioné que te falla la vista. The end of verse 3 there, it says, Those looking through the windows grow dim. Se apagan los que miran a través de las ventanas. Eyesight fails. And that's another thing about old age. You start repeating yourself. Right? Did I say something about eyesight before? Yeah. Not only that, but your hearing starts to go. Se te va la audición. The doors to the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades. Se irá disminuyendo el ruido del molino. When you're old, you also start having trouble with your sleep. Right? I just, you know, sleeping is hard to do. Hay problemas con el, el sueño también. People rise up at the sound of birds, but all their songs grow faint. Las aves se levantan su canto en la mañana. Las aves están ahí, pero tú también, porque no has podido dormir. And when you're old, you know, sometimes people in their latter years develop uh, some fears and phobias and irrational concerns, right? Hay phobias, hay, hay miedos que tienen los viejos a veces. Uh, it says here, people are afraid of heights. 
and of dangers in the streets. Sobrevendrá el temor por las alturas y los peligros del camino. And your hair, if you still have it, goes gray, right? El pelo se pone gris si lo tienes. It says here, the almond tree blossoms. Sobrevendrá, o dice, uh, uh, florecerá el almendro. Well, we have almonds in our area, and you know when the almond blossoms come out, it's pretty white, isn't it? Yeah. What else? Well, you know, you just don't walk as fast as you did. No caminas como antes. The grasshopper drags itself along. La langosta resultará onerosa. And your sex drive, guess what happens? Your sex drive drives off. That's what happens. Desire is no longer served. Ya no tienes deseo para el sexo. No servirá de nada la alcaparra. Alcaparra es una especie que, que es un afrodisíaco, lo que llaman. ¿Verdad? Que te invita al sexo. Y ya no quieres eso. And then comes the end. People go to their eternal home and mourners go about the streets. El hombre se encamina al hogar eterno y rondan por la calle los que lloran su muerte. I can remember being at the breakfast table with my father-in-law 40 years ago. I was 20 years old at the time. Hace 40 años estuve con mi, mi suegro. My father-in-law was a pastor. And I can remember at the breakfast table in the kitchen, he read me these words and explained them just as I did right now. Mi suegro me explicó eso, esas palabras. And I can remember at that time thinking, wow, well, that's a long ways off. Eso ya está lejos de mí. It was a long ways off for him. Estaba lejos para él. He was younger then than I am now. Él era más joven en aquel entonces que yo ahora. But as I look over these words and I think about my father-in-law, guess what? He's here. This is what he's living. My mother-in-law too. This is what my parents are living. Es lo que están viviendo mis suegros. And y mis, mis, mis padres. And as I watch these people that I love, that are so precious to me, as I watch them deal with the infirmities of old age and what that involves, a mirarlos, uh, enfrentar estas enfermedades y habilidades, there's a thought, there's a, there's a voice that's whispering something in my ear. Hay una voz en mi oído. And what is that voice saying? It's saying, guess what, Russ? You're next. Tú eres el que sigues. What you're seeing are previews of coming attractions. That's what's coming for you. Es lo que viene por ti. And here's the reality we need to know. Aquí la realidad. Whatever bad habits, whatever negative attitudes, whatever selfish tendencies, whatever sinful addictions you may have in your youth, they don't get better when you get older. Okay? Los malos hábitos, las malas actitudes, las cosas negativas no se ponen mejor. No, they're amplified. Son amplificadas estas cosas. If you're a young fool, guess what? You're going to be an old fool. Chances are, right? Si eres un necio joven, vas a ser necio viejo. If you have trouble with your temper as a young person and you're always angry, guess what? You're going to be an angry old person. And bitter too. 
Si eres enojón de joven, vas a ser enojón de viejo. Am I right or not? The lies in your youth that you think bring you freedom and you think bring you pleasure and hope, guess what? Those lies become your prison in your old age because they construct for you the prison of regret. Las mentiras de la juventud que traen placer te hacen una prisión en la vejez. So what, what possible hope do we have? ¿Qué esperanza hay? Ecclesiastes gives it to us. Remember your creator. Remember God. Acuérdate de tu creador. When? When? Beforehand. De antemano. Look at verses 6 and 7. Remember him before the silver cord is severed and the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the, at the spring and the wheel is broken at the well. Acuérdate de tu creador antes que se rompa el cordón de plata y se quiebre la vasija de oro y se estrella el cántaro contra la fuente y se haga pedazos la polea del pozo. This is talking about before you break down. Remember God. Antes de descomponerte. Because what happens, verse 7, the dust returns to the ground it came from and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Volverá entonces el polvo a la tierra como antes fue y el espíritu volverá a Dios que es quien lo dio. Ecclesiastes is saying it is a foolish lie to think I've got plenty of time to get things right with God. I've got plenty of time to be serious about spiritual things. Es tontería pensar, yo tengo mucho tiempo para ponerme bien con Dios. Who knows if you've got time? I know of some cases this week where people ran out of time. Sé de algunos casos esta semana. At age 25. Age 54. Somebody famous. Time ran out. Who's to say you've got plenty of time? And if your heart is hard towards God today, who's to say it's going to be soft tomorrow? Can you guarantee that? Si tu corazón está endurecido contra Dios hoy, ¿puedes garantizar que sea hablando mañana? You see, the best time to do spiritual death cleaning is now. Today, hoy es el mejor día para la limpieza espiritual de la muerte. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7 says, Today, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Hoy si oyen su voz, no endurezcan el corazón. That's the call of God's word. Remember God beforehand, before your life falls apart, before you miss your chance. Recuerden a Dios de antemano antes que se te descomponga la vida y pierdas la oportunidad. And I really think that this is why the entire book of Ecclesiastes was written. Right here. Aquí el propósito de Ecclesiastes. It was written to warn us. It was written to tell us the hard truth that we don't want to listen to. Es una advertencia. It says in, in 
chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, that the teacher was wise and, and he gave knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs and many good things. El maestro impartió conocimiento a la gente. Era sabio, eh, ponderó, investigó, ordenó muchos proverbios. And it says he searched to find just the right words. And the words that the teacher gives us here are upright and true. He procuró allá las palabras adecuadas y son con honradez y veracidad. And what is the truth? What is that truth that Ecclesiastes is trying to hammer home to us? ¿Cuál es la verdad? I think it's what we find back in chapter 12, verse 8. We've seen it over and over and over again in this book. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Everything is meaningless. Lo más absurdo de lo absurdo, todo es un absurdo, ha dicho el maestro. In other words, it's this. Life under the sun is not enough to give you eternal. Puede dar la eternidad. And says in verse 11 that the words of the wise, the words of Ecclesiastes as well, are like cattle prods, like goads, poking us. They're just poking, poking, poking with the truth. Ecclesiastes es como un aguijón que nos provoca. It's provoking us. And it's saying these words are like firmly embedded nails, and they're driving home to our heads and to our hearts the truth of the one true shepherd. The truth of God. Son como clavos que, que fijan en nuestro corazón y mente la verdad del pastor que es Dios. And what is that truth that Ecclesiastes wants to nail to our heads and nail to our hearts? ¿Qué es esta verdad que quiere clavarnos en la mente del corazón? Verses 13 and 14. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. And keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. El fin de este asunto es que ya se ha escuchado todo. Teme pues a Dios y cumple sus mandamientos, porque esto es todo para el hombre. Pues Dios juzgará toda obra, buena o mala, aun la realizada en secreto. What's the truth? Everything under the sun is meaningless unless you look beyond the sun to the creator of it all. Todo bajo el sol no tiene sentido menos que mires más allá al creador. You've got to look to God. True meaning in life is going to come from fear of God. El significado viene de temer a Dios. That is remembering God and obeying and following God and loving God and serving God and worshiping God and making everything revolve around Him, not you or anything else. El recordar a Dios, servir a Dios, amar a Dios, obedecer a Dios, adorar a Dios. And the rest of the Bible is going to tell us that the only way we can do that, the only way we can connect and have a meaningful relationship with the eternal God is not by looking to the Son, S-U-N, but by looking to the Son, S-O-N, by looking to Jesus, His Son. Solo nos conectamos con Dios, con el Hijo Jesús. God's Word here is inviting us to remember beforehand. Remember ahead of time. Hay que recordar antes 
And what do we need to remember? Not only the darkness of sin and of death, but we're also supposed to remember the light of Jesus Christ. Remember that he has come to give us abundant and eternal life. That's why he came. Cristo ha venido para darnos vida abundante y eterna. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 8 says, Remember Jesus Christ, descended or raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. No dejes de recordar a Jesucristo descendiente de David, levantado de entre los muertos. Este es mi evangelio. Remember Jesus Christ. Remembering has to do with focus. It has to do with your goal. It has to do with what you're meditating on, what you're all about. Recordar tiene que ver con el enfoque, con, con la meta. I think we get a good picture of this in Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2. Hebreos 12, 1 and 2. It says this, let us throw off everything that hinders I think Ecclesiastes would say everything under the sun that hinders. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. That's the race of life. How? Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Despojémonos el lastre que nos estorba en especial el pecado que nos asedia y corramos con perseverancia la carrera que tenemos por delante. Fijemos la mirada en Jesús. It's about fixing our focus, our eyes, our heart, our desires, our everything on Jesus. Because you see, Jesus is the only one that can take us from meaningless to meaningful. Jesús nos lleva de, de lo sin sentido a lo significativo. In fact, he defines what is meaningful. If you look at Colossians 1.17, it says, He, Jesus Christ, is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. It's all going to come together and have meaning only because of Jesus. He's before it all. He's ahead of it all. He is the one who made it all, and He's the one who gives it all meaning. Él es anterior a toda la cosa, dice Colosenses, que por medio de Él forman un todo coherente. So, Don't focus on the sun, S-U-N, or you're going to go blind with madness. Si te enfocas en el sol, te pones ciego. Focus on the sun, S-O-N. And you will really live. You'll really live. Not just today, but forever. Te enfocas en el hijo y vives hoy y para siempre. And so in a sense, I think what Ecclesiastes is doing here, the Word of God is inviting us to engage in the most important kind of death cleaning. Aquí nos invita a tener una limpieza de la muerte. It's a spiritual death cleaning. It's a spiritual house cleaning that this is talking about. Se trata de una limpieza espiritual. So I want to ask you this. Have you heard the good news? Have you heard the good news that is found only in Jesus Christ the Son? Have you heard it? ¿Han escuchado las buenas noticias en Jesús el Hijo? Can you accept that God 
became flesh, and he lived a perfect life in your place, the life you were supposed to live. Dios hizo hombre y vivió una vida perfecta en tu lugar. Can you accept that God the Son died on the cross in your place? to provide your forgiveness, to provide your freedom, to provide your peace and meaning in life. Puedes aceptar que Dios el Hijo murió por tus pecados para darte significado y perdón y amor y paz. Can you accept that he rose again from the dead in order to go and provide you a place with him forever? Pueden aceptar que resucitó para darte un lugar con él. If you can accept that, then what would prevent you from turning your entire life over to Jesus Christ today? What would stand in your way? ¿Qué te puede prevenir de dar toda tu vida a Jesucristo hoy? You can become a new person, a new creation, forgiven, free, filled with joy, not dread. You can become a person who's not lonely, a person who's filled with purpose, filled with meaning. Puedes hacerte una nueva creación con propósito, con significado, con paz, con todo lo que necesitas. Everything that you are lacking for and trying to find everywhere else you can find in Him and more so forever. And here's the good news. It's not too late. No es demasiado tarde. In fact, today is the very best day to respond to Jesus Christ and give your life to Him. Hoy es el mejor día para responder a Jesús. It's really the only day. Because today is all we have. Hoy es todo lo que tenemos. And so that's the invitation I want to make to you this morning. And you may be in a place where you've already trusted in Christ. And if so, I'm so thankful. You know what I'm talking about. But maybe you're not sure whether you've ever trusted in Jesus or not. You, maybe you uh, think you have, but you don't know. You need to be sure of that. We want to pray with you that you, you would remember Jesus beforehand. Queremos orar por ustedes. We have some people that I want to invite to go ahead and get up and, and just kind of fan around the outside of our, of our worship center, our elders and others that are willing to pray for you. And it's very simple. I'm going to invite our worship team to come up. And what we want to do is just give you a moment. If you need to pray with someone, if you need Jesus in your life, I just want to invite you to go to one of those persons and say, I need Jesus. And again, as we've done before, just give them one word of why you need Jesus. I need forgiveness. I need healing. I need to change my life. Whatever that is, and that person will pray for you. We will pray for you. Puedes ir a esa persona y decir, necesito Jesús y una palabra, necesito perdón, sanidad. So I'm going to start. I'm going to pray for us. And while we're all praying with our heads bowed, just get up. Don't, don't let yourself be psyched out. Just go and pray for someone. If there's that voice in your head saying, go pray, then go pray. Let's bow our heads. And if you need to go to somebody, get up right now and go to them. Si necesitas levantarte y ir con alguien para orar, 
Ahora es el tiempo. Now is the time. If you're hearing God's voice, don't harden your heart. Just go. Si oyes la voz del Señor, pues ve y recibe oración. God, we're here. All of us are here because we need you. Todos te necesitamos. Today, some of us may feel very young and in control and strong. But we know tomorrow, no doubt, will be different. Nos sentimos fuertes hoy, pero mañana puede ser diferente. And others here can testify. It's better to remember God sooner, not later. Otros testifican es mejor recordar a Dios pronto, no tarde. So God, I just pray that right now, anyone that needs prayer will, will feel the freedom to get up and pray. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to lead us in this time that we have together. Espíritu Santo, guíanos. Come, Lord Jesus, and touch the people that need you right now. Que toques a las personas que te necesitan.